Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday, the 28th of November. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up over the course of the next few minutes, Hector Bayerin talks about signing that new contract with the Gunners and what good news that is. French football expert and top journalist Julien Laurent is our Arsenal insider. And as ever, Adrian Clark is back with another dose of the chalkboard. But let's kick off as ever with the weekend review. Now, with Chelsea, Liverpool and Manchester City all winning back on Saturday, Arsenal had to keep up with the league leaders when they faced Bournemouth and Alexis gave them the perfect start. Corner of the six-yard box and Theo's nearly got on that. Really, really difficult pass, but nearly came off. Here we oh, go. short and Alexis could be in here. It's Alexis! Kamikaze defending from Bournemouth. And Alexis takes full advantage for his seventh league goal of the campaign. It is Arsenal 1, Bournemouth 0. After Callum Wilson had levelled things from the penalty spot, Arsenal burst out of the gates in the second half and Theo Walcott restored the Gunners' lead. Back towards Ozil to get in on his left side. Can he get the cross in here? A twist and a turn, gets a little bit of space, then whips it in and it's nodded out. And it might fall for uh, Monreal. Back across the face of goal and nodded in! Theo Walker in the right place at the right time. Arsenal are back in front here. Bournemouth pulled apart. And Theo Walcott, new dad, of course, puts Arsenal back in front. All of that topped off a perfect week for Theo, who celebrated the birth of his second child with that goal. And it was left to Alexis to round off a pretty good day at the office. Benicophobic, looking to use his strength and does well initially, then plays it to the left, I'm looking to come forward but Arsenal win it back and there's a bit of space now for Giroud, he's got Alexis to the left hand side he's got Ozil to the right here is Mesut Ozil, Ozil still coming forward this is Giroud to the byline, looks to pull it back oh, Alexis, brilliant football Arsenal have got a third Alexis set the double Giroud and Ozil involved as well and the Gunners have got the three points now for sure uh, Do you know what Dan, he may well go over and lay on Giroud and cuddle him and thank him, that was a great assist but it was the decision by Meza Ozil anyone else would have looked across that to, to the far post to the, you know, to the man that was in the more likely position but you see Meza Ozil pick the ball up 
out on this right-hand side. He's got a decision to make. It's a great run from Giroud. Look at that. And the pass back perfect. The timing of the run, that's all about decisions. All of them were correct. Well, I caught up with the boss in the tunnel post-match. He began by rounding up his view of the day's events. Started the game well and after when you got the penalty, I think we became a bit nervous and dropped the level of our game. In the second half, we came back. We're starting to create many dangerous situations. It took us a while to score. And Bournemouth <laughs> remained dangerous. Uh, they are a good side. They, uh, they played very well as well. And uh, that's why I think uh, we're happy. We played uh, away at Manchester, you know, after the international break. We had the champ big Champions League game against Paris Saint-Germain. Just to win today was for us uh, vital because it was after Champions League and as well because we didn't win for a few games and uh, had a few draws and uh, that's a bit frustrating. It played on the mind of the players. Arsene, does the energy of Alexis Sanchez even sometimes still surprise you? Just how full of running he was today after everything he's done? Of course, because I thought uh, he's... He's uh, finished physically at some stage, but he always finds the resources, you know, to uh, physical resources uh, with his desire. I think it's his uh, huge desire. You know, he said many times, I play football and that will, be, that will be finished. So as long as I can, I give absolutely everything. And I think it's the right philosophy. Arsene Wenger mentioning another key and energetic contribution from Alexis there, who gave a very rare English interview alongside fellow goal scorer Theo Walcott. So happy for, for, for two goals, uh, but uh, the team is mentally strong. Uh, so congratulations for the one more baby, my friend. Uh, now, his mentality is the Premier League is very difficult. He continues the same. It's more uh, difficult for, for me, for the, the team. He, he, he's the number one is Chelsea, City. This is the Premier League I like. Yeah, on a personal note, uh, obviously me and Mel had a baby on Friday, a uh, little baby Arlo. So it was a, you know, she did fantastically well. It's been a, a long, long journey. Um, so yeah, it's just nice to be back and, you know, it's happened now and I can just concentrate on the football. Um, and it was a good team performance today. You know, Bournemouth are a very solid team. They've played very good football. Um, and we did find it difficult at times, but, you know, there was, uh, we started to click again. Even if it was in patchy stages, it, it started to happen again. You know, I'm probably the happiest person in the world. And obviously now the team winning as well, back to winning ways. Uh, that's, that's, you know, I can't, it's a, it's a perfect weekend, yeah. Arsenal now head into the quarterfinals of the EFL Cup against Southampton on Wednesday, full of confidence, hoping to round off November with a bang. Well, as we well know, Hector Bellerin has ended all the speculation about his future by putting pen to paper on a new deal with the Gunners. The brilliant young Spanish right-back has spoken to Arsenal.com just after signing. Hector, congratulations. How does it feel to extend your contract here? Well, I'm really, really happy. Um, you know, this club is, is my home right now for me. I've been here for, for more than five years now. So, you know, I was really, really excited when, when the club decided that they wanted to, to extend my contract. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't thinking about anything else than, you know, just stay here and continue my development over here. This is where I'm happy. And, uh, you know, as I say, I'm just, just very grateful and, and pleased to have signed it. The boss says you're growing with every game. He says you carry the values of the club. Do you agree with that? Well, I think uh, Arsenal is, is not only about being a football player. You know, you have, to, you have to have some principles. You have to be a good person to say in a way to play here. And that's, that's what everyone transmits inside the club. And, and, you know, you represent more than, than, than just a football club, you know. So, 
Um, I think I, I'm very grateful that he says that, you know, because I'm a player that I, I think I try to be that example as well for, for everyone, not just on the pitch, but outside the pitch as well. And on the pitch, you came in as a very attack-minded player. You've become very defensively efficient as well. How have you changed? What have you improved? Well, um, since, since the moment I got here and, and the coaching staff decided me to play as a right-back, I think it's been, it's been uh, learning every day with each, every single training session, every single video that I've been analysing, every single game. Everything is always towards uh, you know, learning my new role when I first came here. And, and learning to grow as a defender, and I'm I'm, I'm very happy that you know and I can consider myself one, and and you know I've developed in in the player that I am today. And things have happened so quickly for you over the past year or so. How have things changed for you off the pitch? How have you had to change your life? Well, I mean, uh, I think everyone knows, you know, that the moment that you get out there and people start to get to know you, it, it gets everything a bit different. But I just try to keep it as as normal as a, as it's possible. You know, I'm a normal person. I like to be with my family, with my friends. So nothing about that has changed. And and you know, I just what has changed is that I have to be more professional and and I have to to take care of myself and and you know the things that when you're young probably you don't realize and, and you know how important they are now. So, yeah, but I'm just trying to be as normal as I, as I can be. It's a big day. It's a new start in many ways. What's next for Hector Bellerin? Well, I mean, just keep progressing, keep learning, keep working hard to, you know, be be the, the best players I can be and hopefully, you know, help the team to 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 be where it's got to be and, and to win some silverware. And that's what everyone wants, you know, so that's, that's what I'm working for. Adams put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or Charlie George who can hit him. Oh, It's up for grabs now. Thomas! Right at the end. Back on the 2nd of December 2006, Arsenal beat Tottenham 3-0 at Emirates Stadium. Emmanuel Adebayor put the Gunners one up before Gilberto Silva put the game beyond doubt, converting two penalties. The Arsenal captain here. Beats Robinson, Arsenal 2, Tottenham Hotspur 0. The captain strokes it, Arsenal 3, Tottenham Hotspur 0 with 18 minutes to go. On Thierry's absence, you know, I, I tried to do what um, he was going to do, you know, as a captain. I'm trying to do the best as I can, you know, to to help the team and, and uh, talk with the players. You know, I think this is the, the important thing. We'll have another history lesson for you next week, but now it's time to speak to our Arsenal insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, Arsenal insider this week is none other than the top football writer and leading French journalist Julian Laurent, who joins us on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Julian, great to have you on board. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me. Um, much to discuss regarding quite a few French angles with the club at the moment. But before we do, we've just been talking in our history lesson about a great 3-0 North London derby victory from a few years ago. Just, just tell me about your favourite or your best recollections of Arsenal beating Spurs over the years. Oh, there's a, there's a few, and obviously the the goal by Thierry, uh, I think was was very special. I was lucky to be at Waha Lane for the five four win uh, in two thousand five, maybe yeah. I can remember when yeah. when Robert Pires scored. 
think the fifth one, and it was being very good friend with Robert has has a lot of advantages. But one of them is the fact that he never lost against Spurs, and I knew in that era when there was a North London derby and Robert was playing, I knew before that Arsenal wouldn't lose, and it, it, it gives you know if if you want Arsenal to win, it, it it gives you a special feeling because Robert was an incredible player for the club. But that the fact that he never lost against Spurs is makes it even more incredible. <laughs> and you know what, Julie, just while we're on it, you think of the affinity over the years with France and Arsenal. Obviously, Arsene Wenger has a huge amount to do with it in the last 20 years, but Pires, Henri, just a couple of those wonderful names. Petit, you think back, it's been brilliant. Yeah, and, and, and for Arsene's 20, you know, 20th anniversary of being at the club, we, we, uh, I looked at how many French players had played under him or you know, played the squad even if they didn't play much. And it was 29, and 29 in 20 years, it's a lot of French people at the club. You know, like people, some people won't remember, like Willy Grondin, for example, or Guillaume Varmus. Then to the one that you mentioned, Patrick and Thierry and Robert and all of them, who, you know, greatest of the club. But yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and we've always said in France that Arsenal was the 21st Ligue 1 club because there were so many <laughs> French players here, it felt like a French club. Um, let's take a quick think back to the weekend and obviously an important 3-1 victory against Bournemouth in the end. What did you make of what hopefully that will do for Arsenal just in terms of momentum to have got three points on the board back in the Premier League after those draws? I think it, I, I thought it was huge. It was a huge game, more than I think people gave, it, you know, gave importance to it because I don't think that recently Arsenal played as well as they had before and as well as they should have had and maybe that's why you know, there was the draws against PSG. I thought they were a bit lucky. Uh, before that, United, again, I thought they were a bit fortunate to get a point. And they had to win. Whatever the way, whatever the performance, whatever the content of the game, the display, they had to get three points. And I think they did that. And, and again, I think last year or, year or two years ago, I think they would have lost Old Trafford. They probably would have lost against PSG at home and maybe not have won yesterday against Bournemouth. And this season... The maturity, and I think the, the strength in character of this squad, because yesterday it was more about the squad than the team with all the changes, changes that Arsenal made. But I think you can see that, and I think that's very important. They might not win the league, they might win it, but I think that force of character, that strength, they didn't have, they didn't have that in the previous year. And that's, again, what you saw yesterday, because they didn't play well, and Alexis carried the team, but they had to dig really, really deep, I thought to win it and it was huge huge win I think in the season in terms like you said in momentum the dynamic and you know considering as well the other results of the weekend Three French players I'd like to quickly pick out if we can in a kind of quick fire way Julia uh, Olivier Giroud off the bench another important role setting up the third goal and with the EFL Cup against Southampton to come the quarter final in midweek I'd have thought Olivier hopefully with another start to continue what's been a, a very good run for him Yeah it's been incredible I think he's you know, at times, obviously, he's been a bit disappointed to be on the bench because, you know, when you're a professional player, you want to play every game, you want to start every game. But I think, you know, what you have to give him credit for is that even as a serve, he never served. He was always ready, like you said, to come on and, and make a difference and bring something different to the team. And that's exactly what he did against Sunderland, for example, against United, obviously, and again yesterday. And, you know, it's easy for someone who's like him who, who will be a serve to say like, well, you know, I didn't start. I don't, I'm not really that bothered. I can come in, but, you know, I'm not that bothered. But he shows how much, you know, he loves this club. He loves the team by still giving it 100%, 200%, coming on as a serve to make a difference. And I don't know, it seems like he maybe got a 
at the end of the match, I hope he's not to see it because he's on a roll now and, you know, he scored against PSG as well on a penalty. And he- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It would be a shame if he, you know, if he, if he suffered a little injury that would stop him now, just before Christmas and before the run to Christmas. And I think that would be a bit loss for the club. So let's hope he's okay and he can play, like you said, in midweek. Mention injuries for a second. I just think we should note such a disappointment for a man who's, you know, not been really in the fold much, was loaned away to Bordeaux, back playing for the first time in a year in Matty Debussy. Real, real sad news. Uh, you have to feel so sad. I mean, such a, he's such a lovely guy as well. And, and since, since joining the club, he's been so unlucky with injuries, with injuries to start, you know, to start with. There was that, the shoulder one, then there was the, uh, the leg one, and then... Obviously, Hector Bellerin has been outstanding, so he took his place. So suddenly he went from being number one and number one for France to injured and then number two for Arsenal and dropped from France as well because he was not playing enough for Arsenal. And you felt, OK, you know, don't give up. Just just stick with it and you'll have another chance. And I think he thought he would have another chance when Hector got injured. And, and I think every, a lot of people thought the same. And then Carl Jenkinson come out of nowhere. Suddenly he was playing and you thought, OK, Paul Debussy, but again, you know, he never gave up, got his chance on yesterday, on Sunday. And after 15 minutes to get another injury, he's just heartbreaking, I think. And you have to really feel for him because it's at his age as well. And after what he's been through in the last two seasons, uh, it must be really, really hard to, you know, to cope with it. Much more positive is obviously another commanding display from the man who is the captain at the moment, not the club captain, that's obviously Per Mertesacker, but I thought Laurent Koscielny again, a very solid and, and very strong leadership role yesterday. Oh, yeah, I thought he was outstanding. And I, I think he's, I'm, I'm completely biased. I have to tell people, I'm like, you can't, you can't get me objective on him because I, I just think he's one of the best defenders in the world, full stop, you know, with, with Sergio Ramos and Pique and Homos probably and Thiago Silva and and Laurent Koscielny, for me, you know, you, you mentioned his name with, with those other names. There's no doubt. And 
And and the the thing that amazed me the most is that he was never he should have never been a captain. He's not he's not or he wasn't for a long time a captain material guy. You know he was not he doesn't talk much. He's quiet. He likes you know he likes to not being being a shadow and not being in the limelight. But I think when 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 Arsene said to him, listen, you know you you are leader. You are you're the boss at the back. You're it's so important to this team. You need you you need to have to wear the armband. I think he realized, okay, this is not me. This is not my temper. This is not my character. But I can do this. I can show that I can lead by example and be maybe a different captain of, I don't know, let's say Diego Simeone, you know, someone who shouts a lot and talks a lot and is a big presence. And he is a big presence, but in another way. And I think he realized that. And, and again, I think he did of credit for the way he, he became that captain. He became that leader with the armband as well and not just the leader on the pitch like he was before. And he's very respected. I really hope and I do believe the club is going to give him a new contract, going to extend his contract, because I think he's been he's been the best player at the club for the last three years. And if we can finish just back to Paris Saint-Germain and the match, obviously, from the Champions League last midweek. Um, Julian, what's your reaction or your gut reaction as to whether Arsenal could yet nick top spot in the group? It doesn't look good. And if they don't, again, their chances of trying to make it through such a tough competition from being a runner-up. Yeah, but you never know what can happen. Ludo Goretz could go to Paris and you know and get a draw on a night where the keeper is outstanding and, and the defence is outstanding and they can nick a goal on the counter and, and maybe PSG would be a bit complacent and think that it's all done and they're, they're top spot. And, so you never know what can happen. We, you know, we saw Real Madrid going away at Liga also and almost lost. So that's, everything can happen. So I think um, it looks like the Arsenal game away at Basel is far more difficult than the PSG one at home to Ludo Goretz. But again... Like I said, anything can happen. And then if if he ends up like PSG being top and Arsenal second, again, you know, the draw can bring you... You don't know what the draw can bring you. You can get a Real Madrid or a Borussia Dortmund, for example, or, you know, Atletico Madrid or Bayern Munich. That, the second will finish in that group. But you, also, you can also get the second from the Benfica Besiktas group, which, you know, for Arsenal would be a, a very good draw. You can also get a team like Monaco, who surely... You know, they finished top of their group and surely Arsenal will fancy their revenge against them after what happened two seasons ago. So, it's hard to tell. Obviously, it would be better to finish top just for having the second leg at home in the last 16. But if you finish second, just wait for the draw and then you'll have a better assessment of, of your chances. But I just thought Arsenal had it under control, especially when it, they were 2-1 at home against PSG. And, and again, they let that game slip away from them. And it's something they have to sort out for the rest of the season. Julian, it's been brilliant to have you on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast and thanks for your thoughts on so many different topics. I loved it. Anytime. Brilliant, mate. Thank you very much for having me. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. I'm delighted to say that joining me as ever at the Chalkboard is Adrian Clark. Clark, you're looking sharp today. How yeah, are you? Yeah, good morning. Um, you're looking sharp. You're certainly looking a bit like Action Man this morning. You've gone <laughs> for the Action Man crew cut. Well, you know. Arsenal won yesterday, so they're enjoying it. Thought it'd come and look nice and sharp. Yeah, look, look, looking good. Much to discuss. We'll start, though, with our question on the chalkboard. Yeah. Obviously, Arsenal in the FL Cup quarterfinal action in midweek. Should they go hell for leather if they make it through one more stage? Let's say drop, but rotate back in all the big stars and go for the one cup, of course, that Wenger hasn't won. I would, but Arsenal Wenger won't. I know that he won't because he never has done that. I don't even think... 
the fact that he hasn't won the League Cup will come into his thinking. He's very, very loyal, isn't he? We've seen that with his treatment of David Ospina in the Champions League. He will continue with the same players, I would imagine, anyway. We, we, he did once get to the final, I remember, at the Millennium Stadium, and, and he didn't play the full-strength side. Um, but yeah, personally, if I was in his shoes, I'd be, I'd be looking to do that. I would probably uh, go all out for the victory just to claim that trophy. Because when you get to the semi-final... Uh, well, it's there for you, isn't it? It's there for the taking. Uh, but, but, but the caveat to that is that there isn't a great deal to choose between the backups and the first 11 at the moment. And that hasn't always been the case here at Emirates Stadium. It's not as if the players that he's going to play against Southampton or in the semi-final are a bunch of 17, 18-year-olds. They'll be very experienced. So, so it's, not, it's a fine line, um, but I, I would go full strength. We shall wait and see Southampton with plenty to play for on their minds as well. OK, uh, let's move on to the weekend then, the Premier League. Uh, West Ham next up, a team who I think everyone is shocked, I think is probably the word, mm. by how poorly they've done this season. Yes, but I don't think we should underestimate them. I think they're a danger to any team in the country, really. I, they have had a poor start. Goalkeeping situation hasn't been ideal. Adrian has, has certainly not hit the heights of the previous season. I didn't think Slavin Bilic was really on his game, if you can say that about a manager. I just felt that tactically he's got a sharp mind and he proved that last year, but we didn't see that in the early weeks. But what he's done, a little bit like Chelsea, has changed the three at the back and they have improved steadily since then. Good draw. I haven't seen that game yet because we were working here at Emirates Stadium yesterday, but... Um, but yeah, it's a good result at Old Trafford. So they'll go into that game feeling they can turn Arsenal over. I don't think it's going to be an easy one. For me, I'm going to give you my one to watch controversy, mix it up a bit. I think Aaron <laughs> Creswell is absolutely crucial to them. He was so unlucky to get sent off at Palace in the game I covered. But when they go through it at the back, his natural ability as a left wing-back is what makes that formation work, I think. Yeah, he's tailor-made for the wing-back system. I think he's a great attacking left-back, full stop. Deserved his England call-up. Uh, he's got to be pushing, I guess, the likes of Danny Rose for a start in the England squad. Although Danny Rose is having a good season himself. But yeah, Aaron Creswell is a class act. And his battle, actually, with Theo Walcott will definitely be one of the ones to watch. No doubt about that. Obviously, Theo scored uh, in the game against Bournemouth. He wasn't at his very best, but I saw a nice positive attitude. Every time he got the ball, he tried to drive at the opposition and um, but but Creswell will push him back and whoever plays at right back we don't yet know who that will be will have their hands full with Creswell's overlap so at West Ham you can be sure of this will target Creswell when they have the ball all the time Creswell Payet and Noble that is the triangle the golden triangle for West <laughs> Ham United if, if you like those three run that team uh, when they're on the ball. You'd think it will be Jenkinson at right back with the other injuries, unless, of course, they do stick with Gabriel there after he came on. But if it were Carl, yeah. old club, of course. Yeah, it would it, yeah. relish the challenge. I, th I know that he enjoyed. Well his, there. I know that he enjoyed his time there, and uh, I don't think he'd be he'd be worried about by, by that at all. Gabriel came in and did okay. Actually, I thought he defended well. It's just he's not as comfortable as Carl going forward. So the manager's got something to think about. What a shame for Debussy. felt so gutted for him because he'd started that match against Bournemouth really well. I thought he was looking sharp. So, um, yeah, commiserations to him, but it opens the door for, for Carl or Gabriel. But <laughs> this won't be an easy game for anyone down Arsenal's right. In terms of what West Ham can do to hurt Arsenal, we've talked about four or five of their key players. Yeah. Um, what do you think they will do to really try and break the gun aside? Well, they are... If you look at the goals that they score, so many of them... A Pae crosses, 
to Mikel Antonio, whether it's directly across to a head to score or across to Antonio's head for a knockdown and a second ball inside the box for West Ham to score. That is, that is the chief threat they have at the moment. They don't have, with no Andy Carroll fit, they have a lot up their sleeves. Zaza, I'm not, not really having him. No. He's not hit the ground running at all. Um, so, so He's very demonstrative. I like that. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. He looks apart until he gets the ball, Zaza, and then it all goes pear-shaped. But no, I think, I think the balls into the box from Payet to Antonio, are, whether in open play or set pieces, are a concern. Arsenal... Have yet to concede a header actually in the Premier League this season, which is quite an unusual stat. They have to defend well in this game to continue that because uh, Antonio is decent in the air. So, have we already touched on your key battleground, or have you saved it? Well, I've saved it. Um, I think you, you, if you're in West Ham shoes, the one play you're worried about is Alexis at the moment. He's playing so well. Well, he did at the weekend. He's, it's a return to form. He's having such a blinded season, isn't he? It is important with a back three that Alexis moves them around. And I think, I think Coyarte, who's playing excellently for West Ham United at the moment in, in defence, I have a feeling he might follow Alexis around a little bit. Not man-mark him, but I think when he run, makes them runs down the sides, it'll be a good battle between two informed players. So, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing Alexis come up against Coyarte. And when that happens, Arsenal need to get runners in the box because when he peels left Alexis, all right, they need to fill that box and, and challenge the three centre-halves. We didn't do it against Spurs when they played that formation. We've got to do it better this time. And in a sentence, how do you beat West Ham? How do you beat West Ham? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. I think... It's going to be a long sentence. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I think it is all about that, actually. I think it's all about stretching the back three. Play down the middle. They will eat it up all day long, West Ham United. It's about getting Alexis and Ozil down the sides and then filling the box with bodies. Because when you fizz balls into the box against the Hammers, I don't fancy their centre-halves that much. So uh, pull them wide and then whip them across the face of goal and I think we can score goals in this game. Clarky, brilliant stuff. I think... Bizarrely, Tony Pulis is coming into the studio. Oh, hang on. No, it's the Arsenal Weekly Podcast producer, Liam Roberts, wearing the club shop. He wears, wears the, the club, club shop. shop. He, he wears, wears the club, club shop. shop. Oh, Liam Roberts, he wears the club shop. <laughs> I wish we'd got rid of Chancer ever. I, I wish we hadn't have done that chant off now because I've created two monsters. <laughs> can we vote on this one, see if I can win this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still out of tune, though, lads. Still out of tune. Um, so last week we asked Meza Ozil, passing accuracy... Um, it wasn't as high as we as we all thought. Mm. Adrian, you said... Yeah, I went high. I went 87, I think. And Russ? I said 83. It was only 80. Yeah. It was 80%. Damn, or and him trying fancy passes and them not coming off. So, no hold of serve for Adrian. No, disappointing. Uh, mini points, break. Points for Oof. Russell Hargreaves. He Boom. takes the lead, 11 to 10. It's my first point in at least three weeks. Mm. Not four, but I needed yeah, that. So, he's stopped, he stopped the slide. He's stopped the slide. Stop the so, um, stop the rock. So, we're going stop, from... Stop chanting. Yeah, just stop chanting. Good, good call. <laughs> I just chanted in the yeah. streets now randomly. Oh, I've got to stop. Um, so we're, we're going to go to the other the other end of the pitch this week. So we're going from Urzel, we're going to go to Petr Cech. So at the London Stadium, is he going to be uh, working hard? Want to know how many saves he's going to make? And it's me first, isn't and it? Is Russell Hart, my serve. Okay. I'm going to say eight. Oh. I think he's gonna. I think I think Arsenal will win the game. But I, I think, think it'll be uh, a, a tough battle you, with a lot of rigour. Well, you're, you're expecting uh, an onslaught then from West Ham United. I think that's big. 
I'm going to play this fair and square. I would say that Arsenal only really, probably on average, can see four or five shots on target a game. So I'll go with that. I'll go with five. Five and eight. And there's a bit of middle ground there as well. So that's that's good. I'll talk about that out. Leave Um, the door open. Good luck, lads. Next week. Yeah, bring it on. Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. And if Clarky, of course, you're back in the hot seat for the match day show for the West Ham game uh, from five o'clock on Arsenal.com. Yeah, really looking forward to it. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Well, that's just about full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Hector Bearing, to Julian Laurent, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, clearly leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast these days as well, so you've got no excuse to miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 5th of December, and until then, it's bye for now, and come on, you gunners. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.